The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, making us sound good, twisting and tweaking, and I think feeling a little bit better today. Yeah. Is our captain, Ashley Pickle. Feeling a lot better. Uh, uh, voice still a little gone, but we're working on it. Well, so. it's not like you have to be on, uh, you know, regional television no. on Friday night. Yeah, we like it really, you know, we'll figure it out. Um, My question to you. Yes. Did my potion help? You did. It, it really did. I think it. I think it worked well. So I have a uh, uh, Greg Powers of Next Level Athletes here. Uh, I have a potion that I that I draw up, and uh, it's it's very easy. I will give you the recipe. Okay, I'm ready. You take Topo Chico. You're familiar with Topo Chico, yeah. the sparkling min- uh. mineral water. You take that. You drop an airborne in it. That's it. That's all of it. Three times the fizz. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like triple bubbles. Like. And I don't it was know how like it a really pretty pink. He just like set yes. this pink drink yeah. right in front of me. and was like, "Hey, drink this. drink this." And I just like willingly said, "Okay," without yeah. asking too many questions, which probably isn't smart. Yeah. But especially considering the source. Yeah. Yeah. But we did it, and it worked. So. Do we have first four through the door? We do have first four through the door. Um, Brent Homan, uh-huh. Allison Brown, Matthew McSpadden, and Nicholas Morton. Did you say Allison Brown? Allison Brown. That's a that's a new name. I don't know if I've heard her. She before. said hi. Happy well, Wednesday. She's one of our top fans. Oh, welcome, Allison. Hi. I don't know if I've ever heard your name before. Hello. Um, Powers is here. Hi. What's up? Today is Wednesday, October second, two thousand and nineteen. Just fifty-seven days until the best day of the year. It's Thanksgiving. Episode f- eight twenty-eight. Eight twenty-eight. The OPS for Ivan Pudge Rodriguez in his hi. illustrious Texas Rangers career. Uh, that Pudge. is a baseball Hall of Famer. What a guy. Uh, on today's show, guys, uh, we got This Week in Cruton with Powers. Um, and then we had a great conversation with uh, our partner uh, at our partner at Suddenlink, Jacob uh, Jacob Lopez, one of the regional vice presidents, uh, talking about our, our community connector program uh, with them. We're going to hear from him. And then back half of the program, we will hear from San Antonio O'Connor coach David Molesky. Uh, Matt Stepp caught up with him after O'Connor's big win on Friday night, or Saturday, I think it was Saturday. We'll hear from uh, all of them coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, uh, because you're here, I don't know if you know this, and I don't mean to rub it in, but um, if you count, playoff baseball's here. Okay. If you count um, last night as a series victory for the Nationals, which... I guess it's a one-game series. It I guess is. if you count as a playoff series victory, do you now know who has the longest drought of I'm playoff series gonna, victories? I'm just going to guess the Reds. It is the Reds. I found that yesterday. The well, last time they won a series was the '95 uh, NLDS. Yeah, it sounds about right. Well, and then they lost to the eventual champion. Braves. I think that was the year that the Reds traded for Greg Vaughn. That sounds right. Yeah, 
Yeah. That was like a huge. That was a good that Reds was like team. A huge though. move. The Reds were making moves to improve their team. That was a good. Well, because they they knew they had to. They were going to face the Braves at some point. That's when the Braves were really cooking. Um, that was a really good Reds. On team. a more positive note. <laughs> yeah. Thanksgiving. You mentioned it. It's it coming. Is, it's coming. Fifty-seven days. First back. feeding. Now this is the slate looks a little bit. Better. Oh, first got, feeding. Yeah, you got plans. Bears, Lions. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Which doesn't look on no. paper at the beginning normally of the year the like a great normally game. Normally the Lions yeah. game is like, well, uh, the Lions yeah. game. That's why it's mm-hmm. second game, Bills-Cowboys. And the Bills are It's pl- the Cowboys. But the Bills are not the terrible. The Bills are playing better. Bills are not terrible. Third feeding, Saints-Falcons. I'm into that. So, I'm into that. I mean, that's a nice NFL. Yeah. Uh, are there any, are there, <laughs> excuse me, are there any college games? I think the I think the Egg Bowl was played on Thanksgiving. Bowl. but uh, uh, You know what should be played. But that's not that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers, and this is this week in Cruton. This week in recruiting with Greg Powers, next level athlete. Follow him on Twitter at G Power Scout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level D One. Hello Powers. What's up? Lot to get to, Man, including it's a, it's a good week this week. It's a good week, and we're going to start with our prospect on the rise, and our prospect on the rise is an Ishmael Johnson favorite. A guy who won <laughs> over Ishmael Johnson as one of his favorite players. It is Frisco 2021 athlete Chase Lowry. Uh, he was sensational on Friday night. Ish couldn't shut up about him. Ish could not shut up about how good Chase Lowry was. He's starting on both sides of the ball for the Raccoons, and they are off to a 5-0 and start uh, for the first time in program history, which is pretty remarkable to say. And surprisingly, and it, you know, we usually talk about a prospect who maybe picked up an offer or is emerging onto the recruiting radar because schools are now starting to pay him more attention. This week's selection is more of a projection on where I think this recruitment will go. He has one offer in from Iowa State. Um, plays everything in high school, but I love, love, love the aggression and confidence that he plays with on the defensive yeah. side of the football. As a matter of fact, I think teams watch tape on Chase Lowry and think, you know, he's playing offense all the time. He's playing special teams all the time. He's a guy who I can pick on because of his aggressive nature at corner, and we're going to put our best receiver on him and try to take advantage of maybe he might be tired or maybe he might be playing too aggressively. Uh, that usually backfires. Uh, yeah. One of the things that he's playing both ways for, for Frisco – but the thing that Ishmael came back saying is like, man, this dude brings the freaking thunder on the uh, on the defensive side. That he arrives at the football quickly and he arrives with bad intentions. And I think that's the position that he projects at as we look at uh, potential, you know, college destinations for him. I think he'll be playing at corner uh, for a P5 school uh, in the near future. And his offer list will catch up with his ability uh, sooner than later. We'll get to the, our, our commit of the week. Our commit of the week. We're going down to the Houston area, and down in the Houston area uh, to Umble. To Umble, where there's a lot of good football being played right now. Tascasita looking very good. Umble is undefeated. Big game this weekend's Pasadena Adobe. We're going to talk about another program that's used to being in the spotlight. Umble Summer Creek. They're tough tw- schedule. They have a tough schedule. Tough schedule. Year. But their 2022 offensive lineman, Kelvin Banks, has pulled the trigger. Committed to Oklahoma State. 6'4", 285 for a sophomore. Is uh, That's a frame you can work with, and he's a guy who already had offers from places like Florida State, Texas, Houston, and Arizona. And he was picking most of those offers up before he even stepped on the field to play a varsity game. He's starting now at left tackle during his first varsity season as a sophomore, and uh, he's he's really good. And you can kind of look at him here and kind of see where you know we've given a breakdown in 
the actual article for him on this week in recruiting about what he brings to the table for Oklahoma State. Uh, but watching his tape, you can see he's a guy who plays left tackle. He's pretty good with his pass set, but he has the size and uh, potential frame to maybe move inside. He's a bigger-bodied kid. It's mm-hmm. just too early to make a call on what his future will be. You know, he's got three or two and a half years of – high school football left will he develop into a true offensive tackle where he'd be a guy who grows into a guard we can't determine that yet but what i love about him is the versatility that he brings to the table he's a guy who uh, could play either of those positions and he's he's pretty good at run blocking and he's a pretty good at pass blocking so he's a well-rounded and versatile offensive lineman who i think can play uh, up to par in that fast-paced big 12 scheme well and plain and simple if you're a sophomore playing left tackle at the 6A level right. and especially in the Houston area you're the coaches there see something in you what a time it is to be a Houston offensive lineman and a young one yeah. because I'm you go back to guys like Kenyon Green who started at a, a young I think he might have mm-hmm. been a starter as a freshman a uh, Hayden Connor mm-hmm. Bryce Foster Kelvin Banks Donovan Jackson uh, yeah. Deuce Fathery played as a freshman. These guys are getting on the field now earlier in these high school programs. We never really had that in recent memory, but mm-hmm. over the last two or three years, that's been something or a trend that I've started to notice, especially in the Houston area, big, strong offensive linemen who are getting on the field early in their high school careers. And, and we'll see how that helps benefit them as they go into college because these are experienced guys that – positions yeah. that aren't used to having that experience and of course Kenyon Green getting on the field as a freshman at A&M so maybe there's yeah. something to it absolutely I had to tell you all too real fast on that one uh, I was real sad because I turned down the music that he had behind his highlights mm-hmm. there but uh he had some pretty some bumping bangers. music yeah I was like <laughs> sad that I had to turn it down a little bit but yeah that's just a sidebar there continue hey, can I can I just issue we'll get the just a, a real quick gregatorial if I could sign the bottom of the screen here um Guys, recruits out there, if you want to put some music on your recruiting video, that's fine. That's really okay. Um, make sure it's a clean edit, okay? I'm just saying <laughs> that just – there have been times I've opened up a thing and you have you have heard some words that you would not be able to say in church. <laughs> so just clean edit. That's all I'm saying. His was, his was good. It was oh, clean, I'm sure. Uh, I, yes, I'm, that, that, is not a, that is not a – you know, I'm not saying that for Kelvin Banks. <laughs> I'm saying that just generally. Greg Powers, the next level athlete, joining us up here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. Get to our underclassman of the week. Our underclassman of the week and another, another 2022 kid. This time a quarterback. Uh, we figured that whoever was going to throw the ball to Jackson Smith Jigba at Rockwall was going to get noticed. Yep. Guess what? Braden Locke getting noticed. Picked up two big offers this week. His first two offers from Arkansas and SMU. It's been a good start to the season for Locke. Um, this, I thought, was his best game against Rowlett. Of course, he had a big game uh, against Highland Park as well. That kind of put him on the radar. Stepping in for Jacob Clark, who went on to Minnesota. So there was it was not an easy task to step in for a six foot five, 225-pound quarterback who's going on to play at the P5 level. Uh, but Locke has actually, I think, put up better numbers than what Clark put up at the beginning of the season last year, or at least comparable numbers. Uh, to what Clark was putting up. And he's been rewarded with his first two scholarship offers, his very first one coming from P5, Arkansas, who does a great job of noticing talent in the Lone Star State, and then SMU, who, uh, to be quite honest, Locke is a guy, as you watch this tape, 
I feel like Cliff Kingsbury would have been all over if yeah. he was still at Texas Tech. And these two offers make a lot of sense then if you see it like that. He's a guy who plays with a lot of moxie. He can get outside the pocket and make things happen uh, in the passing game and, and be very accurate as he works outside the pocket. And he's only going to get better uh, as his confidence grows. They've played a hellacious schedule yes. to start the year off with, and he's put up those kind of stats. Well, and I also think that there's going to be this tendency to look at Braden Locke and say, oh, well, I could throw for that many yards too if I had one of the best receivers in the country. And look, he doesn't need to apologize for having Jackson Smith and Jigba wearing the same jersey as him. But I, this kid's got some talent. And, and it's not just a matter of throwing your jock out there on the field and, and being like, hey, go get it, Jackson Smith right. and Jigba. Instead, he's making some big-time throws. And the thing that's impressed me most in, in watching these highlights is that he's hanging in the pocket. And he is... He is hanging in the pocket to the point where his guy gets open and he's not afraid to take that hit, uh, keeping his eyes downfield. That's impressed me a lot. Well, you see him right here on this throw, kind of throwing off his back foot. That's the kind of thing that makes uh, a lot of these quarterbacks, like a Baker Mayfield type of guy, successful. They're not afraid to be confident in their abilities to put the ball in troubled waters to their team's benefit. Right. If you're throwing a lot of interceptions and you're doing that, you're not going to get offered. But he's not. He's only thrown three picks. He's had a lot of attempts, and the results are matching up with his skill set, and that's why you see uh, things start to take off for him. Those two offers won't be his last. I mean, he's a double-digit offer guy. Watching him play against Arlington Martin the other weekend, too, his awareness of where his receivers are at on the field mm -hmm. is just spectacular. I mean, he's, what, 16 years old, maybe? Yeah. I 15, mean, just, probably. Yeah, knowing where they are, you can see it. There's not a beat missed ever with him, and it's really impressive. Let's get to our Recruit of the Week. Our Recruit of the Week is a 2020 quarterback. It's Melissa quarterback Brendan Lewis. Uh, huge, massive game in their big, I would say, upset win over Paris. Definitely. A, a, district, a district opener uh, for them. Uh, and he he went for 300 and 200, 300 yards, 307 yards in touchdown or in three touchdowns passing, 200 yards and four touchdowns rushing. This is a guy who's been on our radar for a while. I think he's a third year starter there right. at Melissa, uh, but he's committed to Colorado. And and I'll tell you that Brendan Lewis, uh, you know, 4A quarterbacks. I know that people pay too much attention to 6A and 5A, but but what Brendan Lewis is doing there at Melissa is awful impressive. And this is the highlights from that Paris victory where he put up all those stats and you can pretty quickly see I mean look at this dude standing yes. on the field I mean he looks the part uh, I don't think it's been the start of the year that Melissa dreamed of uh, but the they, win over Paris gets him right back on track where they need to be well and you mentioned a hellacious schedule they've played a hellacious schedule and this was a state-ranked team in Paris that by the way is really physically imposing and Brendan Lewis led them to a big win. He is a playmaker out there. Well, the game that kind of threw me off when looking at their list, because I picked, I'd be honest, I picked Paris in this game. Uh -huh, to me win. too. Um, probably a lot of people did. Mm -hmm. uh, the loss to Trinity Christian is the one that kind of threw me off because I watched Trinity Christian when they played Parish Episcopal. That was one of the uh, this week in recruiting games of the week this year. Um, so that one kind of made me hit pause on Melissa, but I'm all in now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and a big reason why is Brendan Lewis. He he is a guy that I think has that explosiveness both in the, in the passing game and in the rushing game. Uh, he is a guy that, that you're going to need to know about. A Colorado commit, 2020 Melissa quarterback, Brendan Lewis. Very important detail when you're talking recruiting. Yes. Committed to Colorado. Committed to Colorado. Uh, finally, let's get to our This Week in Recruiting Game of the Week. Uh, and it might as well be one of the high school football games. There are times where your Game of the Week... From a recruiting perspective and my game of the week from a game perspective, from a high school perspective, are different. We're in lockstep this week. Denton right. Geyer and South Lake Carroll. A lot to like about this game. I think, obviously, all eyes are on the quarterbacks 
Eli Stowers for for Denton Geyer, Quinn Ewers for for South Lake Carroll. But there's a lot of other really big talent on the field here. Uh, Andrews Carrick committed to Texas. You have uh, Cater Cobbs, who's a big time sleeper. I think he's still trying. He picked up an offer from Colgate this week. Has double digit offers, but hasn't really broken out with that one big huge offer. Deuce Harmon, who mm-hmm. was you know um, recruited the week last week after picking up an offer from Texas A&M. Uh, the, the list just goes on and on as you think about that. Blake Smith. Tight end yeah. committed to Texas A&M. So there's a lot of prospects in this game to keep an eye on. But even more interesting is the matchup itself. And I feel like the storyline, to me, is South Lake's defense has given up 12.5 points per game. And the Denton Geyer offense is scoring over 50 yep. points a game. Something has to give in this matchup. And I don't know what it's going to be. I mean, Geyer's playing at home. Maybe that's like the feather in their cap. Mm-hmm. I picked South Lake in the game mm-hmm. this week. Uh, but I feel like it could – go either way i mean it's like a coin flip type yeah. of game and that's how i picked i flipped a coin and said, boom <laughs> that's it i'm going with heads south lake tails um geyer tails never fails but heads one out i i'm really interested in this game and from a high school perspective and then also obviously blue chippers all over the place here um this is going to be a lot of fun so uh, he is Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at G Power Scout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level D1. Find his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. Powers, appreciate it. Let's do it again next week. Let's do it. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. While we were uh, updating the website yesterday, we launched our new page for our new partner. It was Sunlink uh, with the Sunlink Community Connector Program. We had a great opportunity to chat uh, with one of their regional vice presidents, uh, Jacob Lopez. Here's our conversation with Sunlink's Jacob Lopez here on Texas Football Today. Touchdowns and making tackles. Friday night is about connecting with friends, neighbors, and community in the most authentic way possible. That's why Sunlink, in partnership with Dave Campbell's Texas Football, believes in great connectivity and supporting each other's, uh, each community it serves. And that's why they're presenting the Dave Campbell's Community Connector School Program presented by Sunlink. And here to talk about it uh, is uh, Sunlink Regional, uh, Regional Vice President Jacob Lopez. Uh, Mr. Lopez, appreciate you taking a little bit of time for us. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. You know, this program is about connecting uh, with all the communities that you guys serve. Uh, why did Suddenlink choose high school football as the way to connect with people? Uh, great question. So, at, at Suddenlink by Altice, we definitely identify as a community connector. Um, we, we, we seek to connect our communities through the products that we offer, uh, as well as through our commitment to give back to our communities. I mean, we, we, we obviously don't just serve our communities. Uh, we, we live here, we play here. My kids on the weekend are, are playing ball with uh, families that we work hard to serve every day. And so uh, with that connection to the community, we, we have a f- great understanding of what high school football means uh, to communities around Texas. And it, you know, it really provides that uh, connective tissue to each of those towns and cities. So we we think it's an awesome opportunity for us to come alongside um, and really like identify those uh, community connectors in, in, in each in each community. Those folks that are making positive impacts uh, within within their communities, whether it be a football team or outside the football team. 
um, we just think it's an awesome way to do that and, and uh, pr- pretty 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 proud to be involved. Yeah, and you know, you, you mentioned the the stories that we're going to be telling. We're, we're spotlighting great stories uh, about how students and, and adults are, are coming together uh, to support communities in, in Abilene, College Station, Salina, Tyler, and Canyon. Uh, you know, what do you think is the message uh, that Suddenlink wants to convey to customers and prospective customers? Uh, you know, a- along this journey, uh, Greg, I really think it's just uh, keeping our communities connected. And that's that's our main priority. I mean, we do that through the the, the products that we we uh, we offer, uh, whether that be TV, internet, phone. Um, we we act and and we'll continue to try to 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 beef those product offerings up. We actually just recently. Uh, launched an Altice mobile uh, service, which is a wireless service that we're very, very proud and, and, and excited about. Uh, but ultimately, we want to be we want to be considered more than just a service provider. I mean, honoring local communities is an important part of the Sunlight culture. Uh, in addition to the Dave Campbell's partnership, uh, we look for ways year-round to promote STEM. Uh, digital accessibility, uh, and and we get involved in community events across various markets that really look to promote growth within those uh, towns and cities. Um, but uh, coming alongside community leaders and partner organizations to reward them and, and re- really recognize our efforts and help further their work, uh, that's an important aspect of what we do every day at Suddenlink. Uh, we're talking with Jacob Lopez, Regional Vice President at Suddenlink here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Uh, and, and, you know, you mentioned, uh, Mr. Lopez, a little earlier that, you know, this is... Uh, that Suddenlink lives in these communities. You know, this this is not uh, some, uh, you know, fly by night organization that's that's running. You guys are, are part of these communities as well. And so I I'd like to ask you kind of personally about your connection to the community. I know that you're you're involved in in select sports with your son. Um, there, can, can you talk a little bit about how how you personally are, uh, stay connected to your community? Oh yeah, absolutely. And so that's that's uh, I I think I think part of that comes, Greg, from my background I, I, you know once upon a time I, I, I too played high school football and I'm, I'm, conv- I'm convinced uh, that if you've ever strapped on pads on a Friday night that you you tend to experience that a little bit differently than most people do um, so it, you have no choice so when there's a high school football game around um, you know it's it's it you almost have to take part in it um, but it's it's it's, a, it's an awesome thing within our communities. I look forward to it. My kids are still young, uh, so they're not quite to the high school age, but uh, I already have a son who's like absolutely like eyeballing high school football and is, is excited about the, the potential of actually doing that someday. But as of right now, we, we, uh, we get involved in local sports uh, during the weeks and on the, week, on the weekends, and uh, uh, usually our, our, our schedule is pretty full uh, following the, the kids around. He is Jacob Lopez. He's regional vice president there at Suddenlink. We're proud to partner with them as part of the Community Connector School Program presented by Suddenlink. Uh, Mr. Lopez, really appreciate your time. Uh, we're, we we are very excited about this partnership. And uh, take care. Enjoy enjoy this Friday night. Thank you, Greg, very much. Thanks for having me. Uh, there it somebody is. forgot the microphone. Wow. Uh, there is Jacob Lopez, regional vice president at Suddenlink. Appreciate him taking a little bit of time to talk about our community connector program. You can find out more information at texasfootball.com slash Suddenlink. Matt Stepp was on the road last week 
uh, went down to San Antonio. Saw uh, San Antonio O'Connor pull out a really impressive win uh, in their district game. Uh, Matt Sepp then caught up with O'Connor coach David Molesky after the game. Here's Matt Sepp's conversation with San Antonio O'Connor coach David Molesky here on Texas. Matt Step, Dave Campbell's Texas football here at Ferris Stadium in San Antonio here at the head coach of the O'Connor Panthers after a 45-14 win. Coach David Molesky, uh, coach your 4-0 in district play. Congratulations. Thank you. It was, a, it was a tough ball game. It really was. You know, the first half, I thought Taft came out and had a nice game plan. They, they, they You know, you guys busted a coverage. They jumped out on you early. And it was, they had a halftime lead. Uh, but the second half, your kids really responded and played well. Outscored them 35 nothing in the second half to pull away for the win. Was it a matter of you guys making some adjustments in the locker room to what they did to you, or do you feel like you just you, you just executed the game plan a little bit better in the second half? You, you, you know, one of the things about this district is, is, is there are a lot of really good coaching going on. And, and you, you know, yeah, there was a, a few little adjustments here, but there was also more about we felt like going in at halftime that we'd made some mistakes that, that gave them some opportunities. And, and, and so those were the things that we got fixed and, and, and came out and, and played a lot better in the second half. I thought your defense really set the tone in the second half because they got the ball first to start the second half with a lead, you guys got a three and out and had a short field, and, and I thought uh, the, most of the third quarter you guys played in a short field, and your defense really set your offense up uh, in good field position. Um, what was your overall, I mean, obviously you haven't watched film yet, but your impressions of how your defense played in the second half? Well, our, our kids, we, we, we felt like all year long, our kids played really, really hard. Sometimes maybe not necessarily smart, but as I said, we got them settled down, and Taft's, let me tell you what, Taft's a really, really good football team, and, and we had to get used to their speed, and, and as I said, stop shooting ourselves in the foot at times and and so uh, that was the biggest thing is we didn't have those kind of breakdowns that we felt like that we had in the first half offensively I mean it seems like offensively you know David's got a lot of different receivers to work with and defenses can't really can focus on one guy and roll coverages to one guy because there's multiple weapons that can make plays uh, those guys I saw them in seven on seven they were great and they've really done a good job for you all year um, how proud of you are, you are you of your receiving core well it's it's a whole deal and, and we did a great job protecting I, I mean going in the ball game we knew that, that, that Taft defensively they put a lot of pressure on you. They, they have a, a, a great stunt game and, and us being able to pick up the stunts so we got time to throw it to these receivers. Uh, so it wasn't just one deal. It was a collective uh, big win for us, for sure. Final question for you. You're going into a bye week. You're going to heal up some bumps and bruises, I'm sure. Work on some grades, all that good stuff. Go to tutorials, all that good stuff. But as you look towards the second half of district play, you mentioned that your district is tough. There's still lots of big games looming. Uh, for, for, those of you, for those who aren't in San Antonio and, and looking at it from an outside perspective, just talk about the competition in this district and how, how much of a grind it is week in and week out at Northside ISD. I, I've been a part of this district uh, either as, as, as a coach or as a son of a coach for about 40 years now, and and it's it, it's I think it's one of the toughest districts in, in San Antonio that the competitiveness, the, the coaching, the whole nine yards, and and you can't you cannot come out on any given night and have a bad night because that other team on the other sideline is going to give you all you want. Coach, congratulations on the win. Enjoy it. Uh, enjoy the bye week, and uh, we'll see you the rest of the season. Hopefully, come playoff time. Thank you very much. There he is, David Molesky, head coach of the O'Connor Panthers, unbeaten in district play. Uh, still work to do, but impressive stuff from Coach Molesky. Appreciate him catching up with Matt Stepp. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Uh, first question is, what is on your uh, cup? I noticed it earlier in the two this? shot. Yes, show the viewers and. Uh, what is that? I am pretty sure there are people who do know what that is. I do not. That's okay. All right. 
no explanation. We're do you want? Do you want to know his name? I do want to. His, his name, name is Crow. Crow. What is Crow from? I feel like I've seen him before. <laughs> no. Okay. There are people, maybe <laughs> screaming in the comments, who understand that. That is a. That is a. That is a. a it is a reference. Are you familiar? No, I'm not even going to tell you. I'm going to. I'll tell you off the air. But there are people in the comments who who understand who Crow is. All right. Well, there goes. He's got a question. friend named Tom Servo, a friend named Gypsy and Cambot. Oh, you were you made that reference the other day. Yes, I did. I'll look it up. I'll tell you when you're older. All right. What's next? Um. So quite a few people. Let's see. Gabriel J was saying that it's the uh, the Battle of the Piney Woods. Darn right it is. What is your opinion Darn on that? right it is. It is Stephen F. Austin and Sam Houston State. That game going on at Energy Stadium, uh, in uh, in j- the the latest edition of the it's the oldest college football rivalry uh, in in uh, Texas, I believe, ninety fourth edition. Uh, they go at it, and um, look, Sam Houston State's the favorite. I don't think there's really any doubt about that, but follow Colby Carthel on Twitter because he is talking some mess, and it is great. I'm going to read this exact tweet. Hey, catsfans.com, uh, which I think is a, uh, I guess that's like the, the, the fan site. The fan site. Uh, let me see if I can find this. Uh, he says, hey, catsfans.com. Oh, I just lost it because <laughs> I have to check on it. Hold on, hold on. He goes, he said something along the lines of, Okay. Over the past four years, the Sam Houston State football team has lost three FCS fo- playoff games by an average score of 61 to 10. During that same time, SFA football has yet to lose a single FCS playoff game. Not a single one. Which is funny. The reason he's saying that is because Stephen F. Austin has not played at any play, made the playoffs in the FCS. And Sam Houston State, of course, has been one of the best programs. Uh, I love it. I want this to become a real heated rivalry. It already is, but I I would love if if they if if Colby Carthel, the new coach at Stephen F. Austin, becomes chief hype master of this game. <laughs> I would love this. It'll be fun. Sam Houston State's the favorite. I don't think there's really any doubt about that. But uh, we'll see. Energy Park on Friday night. It'll be a lot of fun. Gabriel Saturday. was returning right. some uh, some of that smack talk. He said in one of the comments earlier, he said Sam Houston eats their hot dogs without ketchup or mustard. LOL. Yikes. I thought that was a pretty good dig. Uh, one other question. Well, don't put ketchup on a hot dog. Oh, you like mustard better? I just think that it's a sin to put ketchup on a hot dog. That's all I'm saying. They think that in Chicago, too. Like yeah, North, they, no, they think that in every right-thinking place. No, ketchup is the way to go. Um, our friend Allison Brown, who said that she has been here for a while. She's a big Lobos fan. Um, but she Got said, a Lobo up. <laughs> she said, I suppose there's no way that Tech can pull out a win over OSU this weekend. I wouldn't say there's no way. I mean, they get on home, which is what you want. Uh, maybe a second week. I mean, they're not Oklahoma. Oklahoma State is not Oklahoma. That's a real hot take. Um, <laughs> you heard it here first. I want to see. You know, it's going to be again up to the defense. They got to have. They got to have a really good game. They got to have a bounce back game on the defensive side. Uh, but I don't think that Oklahoma State's this world beater. Uh, I, I know they beat Kansas State last week, but I don't think they're a world beater. I think they've got. I think they've got a shot. I think they're understandable underdogs, but I think they got a shot. Um, yeah, a lot of it's going to come down to the defense. They got to keep the defense in it, and then of course. Uh, the offense has to find its way uh, with with Jet Duffy. One more, we'll yeah. go one more for final thoughts. Uh, Tony asked, "What's a good result for Tompkins against Katie tomorrow?" <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, look, this is a battle of unbeaten's. It's one of eleven matchups of unbeaten teams in the state of Texas this week. Um, look, the computer the computer projections are up at TexasFootball.com. Uh, the computer has Katie by thirty. Oof. Um, the computer's unforgiving. The computer is, un- is an unfeeling robot. Remember that. <laughs> uh, if if I, I think Tompkins can stay within twenty, I really do. 
uh, and that would be a really nice result for them. Katie is a godless killing machine at this point. So, um, look, I mean, they're underdogs. I don't. I mean, everyone, pretty much everybody right now is an underdog against Katie. Uh, but this would be a huge. Uh, if you're Tompkins, you got to come out here. You pull out all the stops. You throw the first punch. You throw the second punch. And you just keep swinging. You see what happens. Uh, they got Jalen Milrow. That's a good place to start. But I would say that uh, if they can just uh, if they can keep this thing close into the third into the second half, that would be a real a real nice uh, result there for Tom McVay's squad. Nice. Cool. Yep. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Ashley doesn't know this, but I already booked a guest for tomorrow. An undefeated high school football coach will join us tomorrow. Woo-hoo. Plus the picks and free money Ew. and Boo. all sorts of good stuff. The computer you might don't want to miss it. Nah, for Ashley Pickle and it. Greg Powers, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your player of the year trophy. We will see you tomorrow for episode 825, I think, on Texas Football Today. No, you're so off. We'll figure it out tomorrow. Mm-hmm.